dear brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, I welcome you to this week's edition of the St. Jude Parish Chatter. If you're listening on Saturday, we are still in the sacred triduum, hoping that there might be a resurrection. But if you're with us on Sunday and uh, the days after, happy Easter to everybody. I'm here with Tyler. Hello, Tyler. Hello, Father. Uh, happy Holy Saturday. Happy Holy Saturday. Let's just stay there for a little while because this is an amazing day in the life of the church. It is. The church just kind of holds its breath. They say nothing happens. No sacraments are, take place. And you have to wait until nightfall for anything hopeful to take place. Mm. So it's a day of hope. It is a day of hope. It, it, uh, it's it's such a beautiful and weird day. And I, I, mm. there's something about the weirdness and strangeness about it that mm. I love. It's sort of like life itself that's weird and strange and yet hopeful at the same yeah, time. Absolutely. What is going to happen in the future and where what's going to be our, what will happen within our lives? It's uh, sort of like this day. What's going to happen? Did, did God really die yesterday? Mm. And what's going to happen in the future? This day kind of symbolizes the whole mm. pilgrimage through life here. Absolutely. Well, speaking of life. Yeah. Um, we, we were discussing before we started recording an interesting thought about within our lives, and that's the idea of bucket lists. Yeah, things that we are hoping for, stuff hoping that we want it. within this life. That's uh, Holy Thursday leads to that whole conversation about, or um, Holy Saturday, I mean, leads to the conversation about what we're hoping for, what do we want to have in this life. What are your hopes? What do you uh, want in this life? Well, so... Some of my bucket list items are uh, revolve around food and cooking certain types of food. Like I would love to one day cook octopus. I think it'd be a fascinating thing to cook. It'd be strange and weird and and, and all sorts of fun in the same time. Is I've actually cam, 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 what is the cam, uh, oh calamari calamari. Thank uh, you. That's squid. Oh, that's, that's squid, squid, not octopus. Okay. Um, it's just a little different. Like getting like a like a full size like well, not full size but a decent size like octopus. I actually was at a like a market once here in Denver and I came across, I actually had it. So I made a note, like when I want to, I can go there and hopefully mm. I can get some octopus. I just find it to be fascinating. But my, my, my number one bucket list yeah. item, what is it? It is one that has been a great discussion in my marriage for seven years now. Mm. Um, and that is, I, I, I think that the greatest animal there is, is a bear. Oh, and bears are, you know, just furry and, and they look so <laughs> soft and cuddly and, I would love to find a bear that I could hug one day, and I and I know I, I don't 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 say Tyler, don't go right out into the woods up there and go find a bear to hug. I'm not going to do that. I'm not that crazy, but I see these these videos of these trainers who spend years with these bears, uh, raising them and everything, and they're getting hugs from these bears, and I'm a little jealous, and I would love to experience that someday. Yeah, you can take my turn. I don't need to hug a bear. I have this recollection of a. Uh, pod, I have a, a video, a video that went viral, and it was a girl who was skiing down the mountain and probably in the backcountry someplace, and so she had this big smile on her face, and she was going with a GoPro camera, but it was one of these cameras that would film forward and backwards, oh. and so in the bottom was like the picture-in-picture uh, -picture type of thing of what was happening behind her, and as she was skiing down the mountain with this big smile on her face, a bear came out of the woods and started chasing her as she was skiing and she was completely oblivious to the bear being behind her and she just wow. kept going down the mountain going left and right and eventually the bear got tired of trying to keep up with her but she was just completely unaware that there was a bear out there and that reminded me like yeah take bears seriously you don't want to just hug one whenever you see one and I do I absolutely do you take it seriously I take it seriously I'm not going to hug a, a bear out in the wild but if Good. I find some special place that makes it possible I would love to you would need a domesticated bear you, you like I would. Something that, a pet a pet bear of, of sorts exactly I, I I think my wife and I came to an agreement that I would I would be okay with a panda bear as well mm. 
Uh, mm-hmm. They're a little more calm. But how about you, Father? Bucket list items. Bucket list items. Things I want. Well, I want to be a priest, and so I want to die with my collar on. I want to go all the way to the end and and be able to say, Jesus, I have served you, or Jesus, I love you, like Pope Benedict XVI did his ah, last words so before beautiful. he died. Jesus, I love you. Well, that's the way I want to go. And so, um, yeah, that that would be a, a beautiful testimony of of something I want. I like to travel too, so um, the Holy Land is on my bucket list. I, I my priest friends who have been to the Holy Land say it changes the way you give your homilies because you've been to these places where our Lord walked. The, the faith is incarnate. Right. It's in this world. And so we want to be able to see these places where our Lord walked around and, and to, um, to uh, participate in them in some way. So someday before I die, I want to get to the Holy Land. Ooh. So God's holy will be done. and We can see what, what happens with that. And... Um, so I, travel is good for me. I like to go to Texas. <laughs> There's, isn't there a country and western song that says, when I die, I want to go to heaven? But if not, I'll just go to Texas. And so um, maybe Deacon Joe can take me to Texas one of these days. Hey. I, I uh, have been on retreat in Texas, but that was kind of a fly into Austin, fly out of Austin type of uh. thing. And um, didn't really get to see Texas. This right. would be like a driving trip. I want to see Texas. And you know, Texas <coughs> is big. got to take some days to it. Yeah. So that's on my bucket list too. I need to take in Texas at some point within my life. Hmm. Two, I, I'm trying to keep my my body in good shape, and I've been putting on weight since I came to St. Jude's. These, uh, these people are really good good cooks around here, <laughs> and so I need to pull my weight down. There's another bucket list item too. Weigh less than 180 is what I need. Well, there you go. We have we have hope for things, yeah. just as we have hope for the resurrection. But we also have hope for an upcoming event here yeah. in, in just event. a week away that we're excited to celebrate here as a parish. Mm-hmm. And that is the retirement party for Monsignor Bob Kinkle. Yeah. We finally have the blessings of being able to have a retirement party for him. So Remind in, everybody when that is. April 15th. So a week from today. If you're listening to this, the day it came out, April 15th, uh, Saturday. If you come to the 5 p.m. Mass, mm-hmm. uh, Monsignor Bob will be there yeah, um, celebrating and yep. preaching. Yep. Yep. He's the um, main celebrant. He's the main celebrant. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm just a sideshow. It's <laughs> a sideshow. <laughs> and then after Mass, uh, from 6.30 to 9 p.m., there will be yeah. a, a celebration in the, in the community center in lower level it's not yet to be there the whole time it's come in and out as you please and and, and enjoy yeah, the celebration that's right you don't have to be there at 6 30 to be able to right, participate absolutely Just show up whenever you want to and we can assure you that it'll be a good time and enjoy absolutely. to be shared with everybody so please join us as we we celebrate a pastor of many years here at saint jude mm-hmm. um and his retirement so we have Holy Saturday today, and there is a beautiful ancient homily on Holy Saturday. I remember reading this even before I was a seminarian and just being inspired by this. So, Tyler, can we use this as our, our reflection for the day on, on Holy Saturday? I would love to because but, I love this as well, and it gives me chills every time I read it. So, Would, would you do us the, the favor oh. then of kind of reading us through it, and maybe we'll pause as we go through and yeah. just give reflections on what it is that we're reading? And I should point out, we don't know the, who the author of this right. is. It's written by Anonymous, who seems to be has, has written more <coughs> things than anybody else in the history of literature, Anonymous. But it's powerful and beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So this is from an ancient homily on Holy Saturday. Something strange is happening. There is a great silence on earth today, a great silence and stillness. The whole earth keeps silence because the king is asleep. The earth trembled, and it is still because God has fallen asleep in the flesh, and he has raised up all who have slept ever since the world began. 
God has died in the flesh, and hell trembles with fear. Tyler, I'm going to stop you right there because that is such a powerful line. God has died in the flesh. To say that God has died, anybody that um, uh, practices any type of paganism would say God is immortal. He can't die. Right. And Christian, Christian faith is unique in that God does die. He comes to be one with us in the second person of the Trinity, mm. Jesus Christ. And he died upon the cross. And that in itself is, is worthy of a lot of contemplation. That yeah. How humble God is and how generous God mm. is. And um, we could just spend hours before, before the Blessed Sacrament just saying thank you for being willing to die, to give up everything for us. I mean, if I was God, I'd think twice about wanting to go and die for these mortals right. who, who didn't want to go and be with us. And yet he freely chose to give up everything because death was the consequence of sin. From mm. the book of Genesis, death is, enters the world through sin. So death is a consequence of sin, and God takes the consequences on himself. You see how, how amazingly generous God is to us. Yeah, it's such, it's, it's, that, yeah, that last line. I mean, I think that whole paragraph's wonderful. And that mm. last line, he, he's died in the flesh. Yeah. And then hell trembles with fear. Like mm. this, this thing that's, you know, there's, there's sorrow and everything. And yet it's, it's a victory mm-hmm. and, and hell trembles with fear. Yeah. Hell doesn't fear. know what to do with it. The Christian right. knows what to do with this. Absolutely. We, we're going to participate with him in his own passion, death and into his resurrection. But hell doesn't get that far. No. Hell just gets to something frightening and it just stays there trembling and can't move. Ugh. The nature of fear, it, it paralyzes. It does. We can't go forward. Shall we move on? Yeah. So we go on, keep going on. He has gone to search for our first parent, as for a lost sheep, greatly desiring to visit those who live in darkness and in the shadow of death. He has gone to free from sorrow the captives, Adam and Eve. He who is both God and the son of Eve. The Lord approached them bearing the cross, the weapon that had won him victory. At the sight of him, Adam, the first man he had created, struck his breast in terror and cried out to everyone, My Lord be with you all. Christ answered him, And with your spirit. He took him by the hand and raised him up, saying, Awake, O sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Can I interrupt you right there and just uh, point out that this is an image of the descent into hell. One of the most common creedal questions that I get as a priest is, Father, what does it mean that Jesus went to hell? So when we say the creed together, we say he descended into into hell on the third day he rose again from the dead. And the author of this homily is picking up on that. And it is a, um, a, the creedal statement, he descended to hell, is a Good Friday um, statement that he experienced all of the effects of hell. And this homilist actually places him in hell. He's, he um, expands the vision of what's happening with that statement. He descended to hell and he says Jesus broke into hell. And there he discovers Adam and Eve, the image of sinful man and sinful woman. Hmm. And this descent into hell is to try and bring, bring them out. And then I'll, I'll point out that when he engages them, he engages, engages them liturgically. So the way out of hell is through the sacred liturgy. Uh, and Jesus says, uh, or uh, it was Adam who says, my Lord be with you all. And Jesus responds, and with your spirit. It's a liturgical back and forth. It's, so to get out of hell, we need to go to mass. So whenever somebody says, going to mass is like hell for me. Uh, no, this is the opposite. Going to mass is heaven. If you want to get out of hell, go to mass. If you want to stay in hell, well, don't go to mass. <laughs> oh, 
It's so beautiful. I love it. It's so beautiful. Want to go on? Yeah. Okay. I am your God, who for your sake have become your son. Out of love for you and for your descendants, I now, by my own authority, command all who are held in bondage to come forth, all who are in darkness to be enlightened, all who are sleeping to arise. I order you, O sleeper, to awake. I did not create you to be held a prisoner in hell. Rise from the dead, for I am the life of the dead. Rise up, work of my hands, you who were created in my image. Rise, let us leave this place, for you are in me and I am in you. Together we form only one person, and we cannot be separated. For your sake, I, your God, became your son. I, the Lord, took the form of a slave. I, whose home is above the heavens, descended to the earth and beneath the earth. For your sake, for the sake of man, I became like a man without help, free among the dead. For the sake of you who left a garden, I was betrayed to the Jews in a garden, and I was crucified in a garden. Can I interrupt you there and, yeah. and just point out the, the parallels between Eden and the mm. Garden of Olives? And this, this beautiful homily brings that forward once again, that, that Adam and Eve were undone by Jesus and Mary. And the garden that brought about sin, the Garden of Eden, was transformed into the Garden of Olives. And that's where our Lord um, began his passion as he as he had this great anguish. And there's an old custom that where the cross was placed, that's mm. where Adam died at. Right. And so you'll often see a crucifix at the bottom of it. I mean, a, um, a skull oh, yeah. at the bottom of the crucifix in, in ancient art. And it's an image of this undoing of the sin of Genesis is mm. undone by the Gospels. Can you see that coming through? That's Yeah, absolutely. It also calls me back to last weekend's mm. uh, second reading that yeah, we heard from from, from uh, Philippians mm -hmm. from Saint Paul, and it's it's you know you know he, he who was God did not mm. give him equality with God something to be grasped at, and he humbled himself and yeah. he came down upon with us and took the form of a slave. Right, even quoted it's right, here right by there this author, exactly this the, how humble God is, not just wanting to be one of us, but taking the lowest form mm. among us all. Powerful, powerful. absolutely. Can you go on? Yeah. See on my face the spittle I received in order to restore to you the life I once breathed into you. See there the marks of the blows I received in order to refashion your warped nature in my image. On my back, see the marks of the scourging I endured to remove the burden of sin that weighs upon your back. See my hands nailed firmly to a tree. For you who once wickedly stretched out your hand to a tree, I slept on the cross, and a sword pierced my side for you who slept in paradise and brought forth Eve from your side. My side has healed the pain in yours. My sleep will rouse you from your sleep in hell. The sword that pierced me has sheathed the sword that was turned against you. Can I just point out, Tyler, that there are so many images of our Lord's crucifixion in that right. that section you just read. So the side that was pierced, the the nails that went through his his um, hands, the marks of the scourging that that he endured, uh, the marks and blows that he received. 
So um, there's a beautiful book called Doctored Calvary. I'm not sure if it's still in print, mm. but I got it decades ago. And it's a medical doctor who took the Shroud of Turin and did a full study of the Shroud of Turin and what the crucifixion was like. <coughs> and I, I'm reminded of that book as I read these, these paragraphs about how, uh, how brutal the crucifixion was. And we think our crosses are so, so difficult and our pains are so difficult. I think we have crucifixes that are too clean. And the crucifixion was actually a pretty ugly sight, a right. pretty bloody sight. And so um, yeah, I'm sure you could find that book on, on Amazon as a used book if it's not still in print. It's called Doctor at Calvary. And, um, yeah, it just captures the sufferings of God for our sake. I love that connection that this this author here makes that from Christ's pierced side to the creation of Eve from the mm, side of, of mm-hmm. Adam as well. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, once again, Genesis and the sin of Genesis right. is undone, undone by the Gospels. Yeah. Rise, let us leave this place. The enemy led you out of the earthly paradise. I will not restore you to that paradise, but I will enthrone you in heaven. I forbade you the tree that was only a symbol of life. But see, I, who am life itself, am now one with you. I appointed cherubim to guard you as slaves are guarded. But now I make them worship you as God. The throne formed by cherubim awaits you, its bearers swift and eager. The bridal chamber is adorned, the banquet is ready. The eternal dwelling places are prepared. The treasure houses of all good things lie open. The kingdom of heaven has been prepared for you from all eternity. Such great promises. And that ends the the reading and and the homily. Don't you wish that all the homilies were that short, everybody? (laughs) But that's how it ends. But he gives this great promise, this great hope. And rise, let us leave this place of hell. Um, I suppose I, I shouldn't focus on it too much because it's Holy Saturday where some are listening to us and I'll let them continue to to experience the spirituality of Holy Saturday. Where can they find this reading, Tyler, online if they wanted to get this? If you want, I mean, honestly, because I, I was trying to look it up, pull it up ahead of time. You go into Google, you search Holy Saturday homily. It'll probably be the first thing that comes up. Mm. It's on the Vatican's website. Um, if yeah. you... If you have like the breviary, like the four volume set of the breviary doing the liturgy of the hours, um, you've got uh, the Holy Saturday Office of Readings. That's where this is this is typically seen. Um, I highly recommend bookmarking it, having a copy of it somewhere so you can read it every sat- Holy Saturday mm-hmm. as, as just a reminder of this day um, to dive deeper into it, even as, as you're done listening to us. Um, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that, Tyler. Yes, Tyler. And we uh, hope everybody who's experiencing the Trinity, or the Triduum, has a beautiful experience of the Passion, Death, and when it's time, the Resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Would you give us a blessing as we go forward? The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Almighty God, bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.